0: Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer podcast. Uh, I'm your host Ross Atherton and editor of PC Gamer. And joining me in the studio today are uh,
1: Tim Edwards, heavy weapons guy and deputy editor.
0: Hello, Tim. Thanks for coming in today. Although I did, I did force you, of course. I force everyone. Um, and also joining us today is
2: Tom Francis, sniper and wannabe culture editor. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yes, and also technically still writer. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And also uh, fourth and final member of the PC Gamer crew today is. Quentin Smith, rogue
3: freelancer and ultra-speedy scout.
0: Yes, hello, Quentin. So, uh, yes, the references there to the classes are, of course, Team Fortress 2, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Um, We'll be talking about all things Steam and Valve and Leipzig and all kinds of uh, lovely forthcoming games, this very exciting autumn time. Um, But um, what are we going to talk about first? Let's do the... um... Oh, no, first of all, very exciting news we've been nominated for the best podcast in the games media awards okay. how many
2: podcasts are there in the games media awards there
0: are five other nominations <laughs> i don't know how many they've they've taken for I think consideration it's a, from the five uk podcasts there are about no there's probably six or seven you <laughs> know
1: what the other, um, other podcasts are that we have to beat
0: off the top of my head there's something called games weasel which i don't know games weasel we can't we yes, so take we have those. <laughs> <laughs> um Cheap-ass gamer. Or, oh, cheap-ass gamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Why
1: are they all so budget type <laughs> Games Weasel, cheap-ass. Uh, we can take one life left. One life left, there's yeah. There's
0: only one life yeah. left. <laughs> right? is, is that Steve Curran? Yeah. Not, yeah. Hello, Steve. Um, and something
2: know who else. I don't know who the last one. Is. Anyway, they, the, the, the people... Is it not one of the big ones, like GameSpot UK?
0: or. Oh, yeah, it's GameSpot. That's right. Yeah. Actually, about we, can't we can't take them.
2: We can't take that. I can't I say
0: that. Anyway, so obviously the people doing the nominations have never listened to this because... Would you really nominate four blokes talking bollocks and giggling <laughs> um, from an award? That's what I I know. I'm, I'm going to go to the awards anyway, because it's free booze. So um, well, we'll tell you <laughs> next month whether, it's, um, whether we've won anything. Have you really written an
1: acceptance night.
0: speech? I haven't. Actually, I did write a little bit about sort of how I feel about being nominated. They, they wanted that, and I said basically what I said just then. I, you've, obviously, you've obviously never listened to it.
1: <laughs> you should go on stage and say, Hello, I'm Ross Sutherland, editor of the Gamer." Do you think so? Yes. i master of stealth. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, so that's um, that's uh, the sound of uh, one man blowing his trumpet.
1: And then you can ask for the charts.
0: Uh, and now I can ask for the charts. So let's do the charts. We need a little charts jingle, actually. Quinton, can charts. you sing us a charts jingle?
3: We're going to cut that out. We're going
0: to use it every time. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we do like top five in reverse order?
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, before we do, yeah. so I went on to Wikipedia um, to have a look at the PC game entry. And uh, I was quite excited, because, you know, PC Gamer, we've got Wikipedia entry, that's that's exciting enough. Then I discovered there's a very long entry for the PC Gamer podcast, of which um, there's three or four lines on how I've made a joke about The Sims 2 seasons in every episode. Except, yeah, uh, awesome. Now, I've been working for PC Gamer for four years.
3: <laughs> Longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> um,
1: and... One offhand comment in the first podcast has spawned a Wikipedia entry. Nothing else I've done (laughs) has managed anything. This is the zenith. Okay, look, I've been working with
0: PCM for nine years and they don't mention
2: anything about me. I don't even have my own page. Well, you'd be glad to know we can continue the Sims 2 Seasons joke, even though it's not in the charts. Because (laughs) I have a new one. Okay. What is your favourite sea song? As in, (laughs) sea shanty. And... To help you along, I've looked up the Wikipedia entry on Sea Shanty. Is this an advert for Wikipedia, by the (laughs) way? Which defines it as, derived from the French word chanter, to sing. Mm -hmm. And yada 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 something about stamping and singing. And gives the example of Boney, in which the shanty man should sing, Boney was a warrior, and all should say, way hey, ya. (laughs) The shanty man should say, a warrior and a terrier, (laughs) and all should sing, (laughs) (laughs) Jean-Francois. So, (laughs) obviously everyone knows Drunken Sailor, and... Um, John Someone's Body which is the Long um, John's Body Glory Glory Hallelujah Oh yeah, one um, which is a sea shanty apparently but my favourite is one I discovered while looking it up on Wikipedia <laughs> which is called well it's best known as Barnacle Bill the Sailor but its real title is Bollocky Bill the Sailor <laughs> and this is a very popular song among I don't know pirates hopefully the lyrics <laughs> which start out interesting and get
3: <laughs> surprising Are we allowed to say that?
2: We're going to, is, who's that knocking at my door? Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that knocking at my door? Said the young fair maiden. And the entry indicates that the who's that knocking on my door should be sung in a falsetto voice by one sailor, and the rest of the chorus will sing all Barnacle Bill's lines, which are the next verse. Fuck! Open the door, you pox ridden whore, says Barnacle Bill the sailor. (laughs) Fuck! Open the door, you pox ridden whore, says Barnacle Bill the sailor. What is your intention, sir? What is your intention, sir? What is your intention, sir? Said the fair young maiden. Oh, off with your shirt so you doesn't get hurt, says Barnacle Bill the Sailor. Off with your shirt so you doesn't get hurt, Tom, says Barnacle singing Bill the Sailor. a song
1: about rape? <laughs> yes. A podcast?
2: It seems that way. And that that it, sound you it, can hear is me
0: writing out Tim, uh, Tom's um, firing letter.
2: It gets, believe it or not, it gets a lot worse.
0: <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay, Towards the end of
2: the song, she has a child. <laughs> and I don't think I can read
3: what no, I so no, I, no. I don't think you need <laughs> to. Can we well, put that on the website for people who do want it? Or are interested? Uh, no. Maybe a link. No, a actually,
0: link. Um, I'm, I'm going to put my
3: foot down on that. One. It's on Wikipedia there for a spare game. Look up Bollocky Bill the
0: Sailor. Okay, thank, thank you for that and the mandatory. I'm not sure how see, seasons sea songs. Right, that okay. has a lot
2: to do with the Sims 2 <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm really glad we went there. So uh, number five, yes. Anyway, medieval medieval moving on. Moving swiftly on. Medieval two. Excellent. Total war. I still haven't got round to playing Kingdoms. Is that in there as well? Not telling it's a surprise. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. Um, fair enough. What's the number four then? Bioshock.
1: Hey! Hey for
0: Bioshock. It was a number one for quite a while, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it number one when we last did the, last of the podcast? Oh, I believe it was. Excellent. It was I, number one for I two whole weeks. I can't remember kind of, what happened really months ago. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. It's. Um, by, by the, the way, way, it was doing
2: well on PC because we all knew it was doing yeah. well generally, but it seemed like Xbox was. Well, these, a these huge numbers were not
1: count sales via Steam as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's interesting.
0: By the way, folks, I should point out that we're recording this in the morning, as opposed to in the afternoon when we usually do it. So if we're a little bit off colour. Um, we're basically still asleep. Um, that's why and everyone's and yawning of and stay rubbing up their up own. All night.
3: Yeah, some of us stayed <laughs> up all night
0: to try and play Team Fortress Two. But we're going to come on to that later. Uh, so what's number three?
1: Medieval <laughs> Two: Total War Kingdoms. Hooray. Hooray. What? What? So much medieval. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when you release a really good expansion pack.
1: Which I started yeah. playing the Crusades, and uh, it's brilliant. Hooray. That's good news. Best expansion packed Medieval 2 Total War. Ever. <laughs> uh, better than. Oh, okay. Um, what's the number two, Tim? Mel of Honor Airborne. Ooh. Quinton reviewed that.
3: I certainly Tell did. Tell me it's worth playing. It's worth playing. You can fall from a plane and shoot a man.
1: Wow. That's I've, pretty good. I've got a copy in my bag that I've literally picked up three or four times and got. I just can't bring myself to install this. Why?
3: <laughs> I can't bring myself to get a copy.
1: Um, I, don't, I don't know there's something about the thoughts of playing another World War 2 shooter that just makes me want to go
3: I'll tell you what really annoyed me about the game was that I'm a huge fan of actually looking down and being able to see your body in first person shooters and they do let you see your body at the beginning of every level then when you you know parachute down and right. land on the ground, your head sort of looks down at your legs and it looks back up and then your body's gone again and I don't know where. It's oh, gone. How hard did you land? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe <laughs> it's gone down into <laughs> the earth. You know, just oh, a floating so like brain. Oh the super
1: weapon is just a floating head. A
0: <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> well, well you, you you could see it, but you're you're in a stealth suit, aren't you? This is a special World War Two stealth suit
2: in Edmond so Airborne.
0: Oh, I was You can't aware. actually
3: see your legs. This is just because they're really well trained soldiers, and you know they're capable of doing that. Could I think be. when you're
2: looking forwards, he's actually stepping backwards and leaning forwards. So that um, you can't see his legs, understand?
1: Oh. Uh So number one, Sims Two: Bon Voyage. No. Sweet. Jesus. What's Christ. your favourite? Does bon it? Bon d- bon d- are
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <Yes. laughs> running,
2: jerk? God. No, I've killed the old one.
0: Um, bon Voyage. Does this mean it's the last Sims Two
2: expansion pack ever?
1: No. Goodbye, Sims. Although they, they are due, I reckon, to announce Sims Three at some point.
2: Do you think it will be a Will Wright thing? No, I think we should, should do not be cover? done with sport in time.
1: On Sims Three, John Walker says we should do a cover on the Sims. He, we seems
0: seem quite John down about Sims.
1: now. Sims? <laughs> I don't know. No,
0: Sims Two. I just, you know, yeah. Should we move on? Okay. What are we going to talk about next?
1: Uh, you want to talk about a podcast nominations next? No, I did that. All right. Okay. Were you asleep? Pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you why he's tired, and it's to do with our new issue that is out, well, sometime around the time you're listening to this, hopefully. It's the 27th of September, new issue. It is the Orange Box issue. Very exciting. um, We've got reviews in there of the three new games that are in Valve's Orange Box, uh, which is due out on the 9th of October, or thereabouts. Um, So it's Team Fortress 2, it's Portal, and it's Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Um, and they're all... Very good, aren't they, Tom?
2: They are indeed. Should we we discuss Episode 2 and Portal a little bit, or do we want to start with TF2? Well,
0: let's start with TF2. I mean, when we were sort of planning that issue and sort of looking at those three games, obviously in the orange box you get Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 as well, Um, but the three new games, Portal, TF2 and Ep2, are what we focused on. But I was trying to work out what is actually the most important and exciting game in that box. We used to be, you know, just head over heels for, for the episode, um, the episodic stuff from Half-Life 2, but it just seems Team Fortress 2 has taken taken on a bit of a life of its own yeah. in
3: terms of... It, it's just so exciting. I'm going to say Portal, because it's the only game in there that is entirely fresh. It's kind new. Um, unless
2: <laughs> you, you played No Back in a Drop.
3: Yes, unless you played No Back in a Drop. But, yes. you know, how many people have played No Back in a Drop? Okay, I mean, you two, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: us. Okay, I mean, Portal Portal is great. We're, we're not going to tell you what... what the scores are, but they're all pretty good. you have to, to me, pick up the new issue to find out what they all did. But, uh, yeah, Tom?
2: To me, the deciding factor is kind of how substantial they each are. And Portal is never meant to be even episode length. It's absolutely tiny. It's just a, a short experimental game. How long did it to take you to like play it? through Portal? Two and a half hours. Right. Um, episode two took me four hours and 45 minutes, which is... Uh, sorry, five hours and 45 minutes, um, that's which not bad. Is yeah, nearly two hours longer than episode one, which is about what they said. I, hear, I, I
0: hear that's about how long Halo Three is. Burn. And Heavenly Sword.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're all down with consoles here. Yeah,
0: um, um, but uh, Team Fortress Two Team w- is going to be what we're playing yeah, in five we'll years time. Keep on giving. Well, it's a bold claim, but it's um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, can it really take over from Counter Strike or, or or even? I think it no.
2: It? It, I was sort of half expecting it to, and it's not at all the same sort of thing, and it's not. It's not about the same thing as Counter-Strike is about. Oh, we should probably just explain if, you, if you've got no idea what Team Fortress
0: 2 is. What are you doing listening to this podcast? No, uh, it's a uh, class-based multiplayer. It's not really like Counter-Strike. It's a, there's more complexity to it, really, in terms of the character classes are really heavily defined. Yeah, they, and diverse they, and exaggerated yeah. and very specific um, yeah, in their there, there are certain things you just can't do as a scout or as a soldier, um, they're very, very specialised.
2: Yeah, so there's nine different classes, um, which is a ridiculous number, really. Um, mm, because you, m- most
0: most games might be what six aside. Or yeah, six aside. enemy territory
2: is four classes aside. So is battlefield twenty one forty two. Um,
0: yeah. But the classes in enemy territory, which we'll come on to later, they're not that specialised, are they? Oh, they they're, are. they? are, are, are they?
2: specialised, but they're specialised. Well, in lots I'm of just obviously rubbish at it. <laughs> yeah. They've got. Um, well, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, the instead of. Look, they kind of took, looked at TFC and it's a difficult game to get into and it's complicated and everyone has like five different weapons and there's nine different classes. And instead of cutting down the classes, they just kind of laser focused each one on what it does. So that mm. as soon as you spawn as a pirate, you know what you're doing. And as soon as you spawn as yeah. a heavy, you know what you're doing. You've only got a couple and of As soon weapons. as you look at, at another class when you encounter them, you know what they're supposed to do and kind of you have an idea of how tough they are, how fast they are, and all that I, kind I, of tactics. I
0: find that really interesting the way that, you know, they've, they've, they've started. I mean, the, the visual look is not just for aesthetics. Uh, the visual look. <laughs> tell us early in the morning. The you? aesthetic visual look. The, um, it's, it's, it's not just for aesthetics; it's so that you can actually recognise what somebody is just from a glimpse, from an outline, a silhouette. You can yeah. see that he's a heavy or a scout or a pyro.
2: And hilariously, we um, went back and read the nineteen ninety nine preview we did of Team Fortress Two, when it looked like Half Life, basically. Yeah, it looked like, like serious team. military soldiers and yeah. really low polygon vehicles and terrible canyons made of like five blank surfaces, and. Uh, I think it was Kieran's preview of it, um, the last paragraph says, oh, they, um, they've really kind of distinguished the different models for the classes so you can tell what they are just by looking at their silhouette. <laughs> really? Bloody <laughs> No, they haven't. They have now. <laughs> they have now. Nine years later. Yeah.
0: So um, and we, we were trying to get onto the beta last night. Yeah, it was launched. Since, um, we're doing, well, by the way, today is the Tuesday the 18th. Monday the 17th. And yesterday was Monday the 17th. It was supposed to go live last night, and it apparently just went live just before we walked in here, which is super.
2: Yeah, it was... Um, they, it clearly wasn't ready to launch on Monday the 17th, and they didn't give us time when it would be launched. We all kind of expected 6.30 our time, which would be... Sorry, 6 o'clock our time, which would be like 9 o'clock their time, um, which is what they did for episode one. And then there was just a kind of whisper from Greg Coomer, I think it was, um, to some fan who asked him, um, saying, it's going to be late in the day. And mm-hmm. then that changed to late in the evening, and then mm-hmm. midnight Seattle time came, and it still wasn't live. And then at 37 minutes past midnight Seattle time on the 18th today... Um, it, finally, it finally appeared to be working. And there was a long period for which it was live, but when everyone tried to start a game, it didn't run. And so there were headlines popping up saying, Team Fortress 2 finally here, you know, after all these years, Team Fortress 2 has actually launched and it's real and it's happening... And then a little note of the thing it doesn't actually launch right now, but I'm sure it will soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you've, you've, been, you've been paying very close attention to this, Tom. Did you get any sleep at all last night? Uh,
2: yeah, I did, because I thought, fuck it, I can't wait till like 2am, and if they don't have a specific time, there's no point in just kind of <laughs> hanging on. And I'm rather glad I did. I woke up, I dreamt about Team Fortress 2, which is... Oh my <laughs> god. It's even more amusing if you've read the reviews in this issue. Yes, um, <laughs> of course. Because, yeah, there's a reference to that. Um, and I woke up at 5.50am having dreamt about Team Fortress 2 unlocking. And like the unlocking moment and the whole like, this so, so you woke up going, woo, I can go and thing. play it. I thought, well, oh, it's just a dream. And then I thought, hang on, that is it actually happening today? It probably is unlocked. So I rushed over to my computer and see if it was. And it had another preloading stage to go and it actually wasn't. But yeah. Um, we should eight. point
0: out that this is, this is the beta for people who have pre-ordered the Orange Box. And it's going to run up until the launch of the game, I guess. Yes. It's the um, beta.
3: How does it differ from the full release game?
2: It doesn't. Um, in theory. Because is the it? game is. I mean, the, the box version will have already gone gold okay. and be finalised. So, what they're releasing now is the latest version of the game, which is. Is it got all the maps? What's in the box, yeah. Really? I thought it was going to be just Dust Bowl or just 2 4, but no, it's every oh, map.
1: brilliant. That's absolutely awesome.
2: Yeah, so it's just that we've got the full game now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're listening to this yeah. around the time the you
0: issue comes out. Why are recording you, this <laughs> <I> know, right <laughs> now? That's I'm trying to a... get public <laughs> service broadcast here. <laughs> if you're listening to this around the time the issue comes out, it's, it's still, what, a couple of weeks until the game. Is released. You can knife. go and pre-order this on Steam, and you can then you'll then be able to you should then be able to play the beta. But the best thing to do is be check on our website um, uh to see what the latest status of the uh, Team Fortress 2 beta is. We we're actually Tim, are we going to set up some servers? Yeah, on our so servers, yeah?
1: we have um, the PC gamer Steam community, which is the eighth biggest Steam community in the entire world. Ah, yes. Until uh, recently, it was the seventh. Until we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're We're, we're still
0: down. cut off about. So still over 1, though, right? uh, yes.
1: um, a thousand, though, right? Yeah, yes, about 1, two thousand nearly. Is it 2,000?
2: It's one thousand eight hundred and fifty when I checked yesterday. Good. So
1: hopefully today it will hit two thousand. Um, we're going to be arranging some servers there. Obviously, um, if two thousand of you want to play Team Fortress Two with us, we can't really Could do that. Tricky, yeah. <laughs> um, take you all on, you bastards. Yeah, what, yeah, just yeah, if on. you join us, you'll be able to see what we're playing. And if you see us, kind of online, just come and join us. So we'll yeah, so yeah that's the thing up, we'll Steam.
0: Go to the community thing and look for PC Gamer. UK? Or we'll we'll have we PC just, Gamer. It's just PC Gamer, actually. we PC got the PC Gamer, gamer
2: name first. The yes, PC Gamer US guys have to have PC Gamer magazine, and they're not getting oh. nearly as many <laughs> members as us. But yeah, we've, um, we've got our own server, and we'll be running TF2 Sorry, on that. PC Gamer US, we love you, really. <laughs> we we'll are running TF2 on our own server as soon as we can. Um, but also, if you're on the scene community, you can just see when we're playing on any old server and just jump in and join us and yeah. say, ha, that's Tim. I just owned him. Yes. <laughs>
1: Good. Although, I was playing down cancer factors from the readers last night. I completely crushed them. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and you bear in mind that...
2: Yeah, I shouldn't I've, say that, sorry. You should bear in mind that I've played Team Fortress 2 for 20 hours more than everyone else, so <laughs> I know all the classes very This is real well, time. Yeah. yeah, because nobody understands By, by the Christmas spy, you'll yet. be rubbish. Right now, if you play as a spy and you know what you're doing, you can just absolutely clean up. I backstabbed four people before breakfast this morning because nobody understands <laughs> how the, the class works. And in the game. Well, yeah. Um, so I was playing I was disguised as a heavy And I just materialised In front of like Three different people They all saw just a heavy Appear out of nowhere And just kind of went About their business Oh I guess heavies Can go invisible in this person <laughs> <laughs> And I stabbed someone In the back Completely missed So I revealed myself And I was standing there As a blue spy In the red base swashing with my Butterfly knife constantly And he just kind of Looked at me in a confused way And then carried on <laughs> They'll, they'll, I think they'll, they'll figure you out eventually. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say. Um, okay, well, that, that's the new issue. That's with the Team Fortress Two cover. You'll find it in the shops. Um, and it's, it's orange, kind of.
1: I've Got a question? Go on. What's better, Team Fortress Two or Enemy Territory? Mm. Team Fortress Two, Enemy
0: Territory, Enemy Territory, Quake Wars. Yes. Master, to be precise, I will fight you. <laughs> um, both reviewed in the answer. new issue. No. Um, yeah, well, one does get a higher score than the other. We're well, not going to say which one yet. Um, um, but yeah no. now no, Tim you were playing Enemy Territory Quake Wars well, the other day and you said you probably said something along the lines of this is the best multiplayer game ever because that's the kind of thing you say
1: um, <laughs> I think it does in the long lot. term Enemy Territory is going to have more life than, um, than Team Fortress 2 what? Uh, no for way. a number of reasons uh, I think the asymmetric sides mean that it's more interesting to play in the long term I think um, there's a bunch of stuff that um, so if you think about the way enemy territory has been designed it 's been, d- been designed by basically pro gamers and their um and their community because splash damage started out as modders uh, they worked really hard within the Barriers world kind of community and they 've built a game specifically for them and that community and that community has been enormously long lived um, and they 've got this kind of huge base of support with the original enemy territory game uh, inbuilt to that as well is uh a lot of technology that helps broadcasters transmit Enemy Territory games. Now, at the back of my mind, I think that Enemy Territory might be the first game to actually be interesting on TV.
0: I think it's too complicated. It is very complicated. I think, very, too complicated. Big. I think there's, it's, it's too... Um, I'd rather see a Team Fortress too much,
3: even a Counter-Strike match, because they're enclosed. I think you could present Enemy Territory's Quake Wars yeah. in a way to make it seem less complicated. That's, that's you wouldn't have to get in with the numbers yeah. and the statistics and why he can use that weapon and whatever, you could just present it like a movie. Yeah, mm. as, as, soon I think,
1: you, as soon as you sit down and play enemy territory for the first time, it can feel really yeah. overwhelming and scary and just a bit frustrating. But that's but, what I
2: think what watching it for the first time would be like, because you need to, in order to be excited about a match that's going on, about a rivalry between two teams, you have to understand the mechanics in order to know, oh, they're close to victory.
0: That is the same for any sport. You know, I mean, I love watching sport, but I couldn't sit down and watch a... A match because I don't know the rules.
3: I don't know the teams. I don't know the players.
2: They yeah. don't get a lot of television coverage. Oh, well, you'd be, be surprised. surprised.
3: PC gamer freelancer John Walker was uh, telling me all about how he found baseball really boring until he actually learned the rules, and now it absolutely fascinating yeah. on TV. Yeah, so, but the, it, the thing is, baseball would,
2: is a thing that is... I mean, it's not as complicated as enemy territory, and also it's a lot more widespread than enemy territory, so everyone kind of can easily get a grasp of the rules, whereas enemy territory, you have to pretty much play the game to understand it. And I, there's,
0: there's the problem with televising games. I that, think. Uh, they're only going to appeal to p- people who know the games and play the games. And to be honest, would you rather watch a game
3: or play it? What I would think there's a more playable. That's yeah. Hmm. If the people playing the games are really good, yeah, there would need to be a a game that really looks and feels completely different when ultra-professionals are playing it. Whereas what we've got now is these competitive online games where when you have the hardcore playing them, yeah. they look like the regular games except people just cut corners. They that's, do it faster. That's they do it more the thing. Is that I think that
1: Enemy Territory is going to have that depth of skill in the same way that StarCraft does and has taken off in career.
3: You're right, because thinking about some of the set pieces you have in Enemy Territory Quake Wars, like, say, a player running out of a base with yeah. a data disc or something, and then another player swooping down to pick them up in an aircraft immediately and then doing yeah. some kind of hitting the ground yeah, running.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the, the ability to place any... Any camera in anywhere in the world at any time, which mm. is built in there as well.
3: Not to mention artillery and turrets. There's a lot of room for very yeah, complex you can tactics make there. Yeah, an
1: incredibly cinematic, beautiful-looking match.
3: I think there's potential there, in so much as you couldn't, you you didn't have, you wouldn't have to present it as a sport. You could present it as a kind of, uh, well, not so much a movie, but maybe some kind of ongoing TV series. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be focused on the rules. You could just say, look, explosions, shit, people running around. I don't see that catching on really. A series of explosions, video to a computer game. Hey, it,
0: it
2: worked. It worked for the A team, you know. That was just a series of explosions. Um, I think, because the A team was popular, enemy territory will be televised any day now.
0: I think. I think that's that's. What we, that I mean? think we've proven that. <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's move on because there's lots of other things that we want to talk about with relation to the new issue. Um, now, just before it, it was um, the in the last podcast we talked about the Leipzig. Games convention in, uh, in Germany. That was happening just after the last podcast. So it was about three weeks ago. And um, uh, Tim and Craig went over there for us. Very exciting. If you don't know what Leipzig is, basically every year it used to be that E3 in Los Angeles in May was the big games show of the year. And everyone would have their new games there. There'd be a lot of journalists and a lot of people trying to find out what was going to be coming up and play the, the new games. Um, that's kind of fallen away and it's been gradually replaced... By Leipzig, which happens in August. It's a public show, or most of it is anyway, so the, the real gamers can get in there, get their hands on stuff, and uh, find out what's going to be big at Christmas. Now, it's also still a, a trade show in that we go there, we interview people, we get to play the latest games as well, um, and lots of fun and interesting things happen there. Tim, what did you think of Leipzig?
1: I thought it was brilliant. Excellent. Anything else? <laughs> I see the enthusiasm in his place here in the no. studio. I'll give
0: you that build up and then, and then that's all. Uh,
1: I hugged Kane and that made the trip to Leipzig all the worthwhile, most worthwhile. This is Kane from Command Conquer. Uh, Mr. Joe Kukan, uh, now available as a bobblehead via EA Games' website. <laughs> oh God. What does
0: he do in between Command Conquer games? He a- bobbles. <laughs> did you no, ask I think him? the actor not the bubble. that's, that's, that's what I would he's, have asked
1: him. he's actually a producer at EA um, he, is he? yeah he, he really? was the no. producer on the original um, Command & Conquer no really and they just insert him in there they just said hey you've,
0: you've got a funny looking head yeah. Get in this game this would sound stupid but I, I
1: thought he was a real actor no not at all <laughs> did um, that
3: launch his acting career because I think on IMDb no he's, he's like.
1: still a producer at EA no,
3: no no way. Way. Um,
1: so uh, I was sitting with Mark Sons actually and some, some of the other PRs uh, Mark Sons used to work in Peace Game now works at Creative Assembly uh, and we're just having a drink outside in Leipzig and this guy walks past and looks quite familiar and suddenly realized who it was. And I kind of leapt over a few tables to kind of get to it and said so, hello, are you Joe Kukan? He says, yes. So can I hold you? And he says Yes. And so I held him for a little while. Um, and you've got a photo, which we've used twice
0: in the new issue. Yes.
1: Um, so that's, we did that. And then we started talking a bit and he's a strange man. Uh, so you kind of asked where we're from. So PC game, he said, "PC goat herd? <laughs> What? <laughs> You're scaring me now. What, uh, what did he remember
2: you from the last time you interviewed him? No.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was uh, sl- slightly annoyed me in, in that uh, you were with PC Zone's Will Porter, and uh, and he just followed you, and he got this, he got another picture with, with him and uh, Joe Kukan. Yeah,
1: but does he look as enthusiastic in the, no. the holding?
0: No. Joe obviously loves you more than Will Porter. That's true. However, I should point out that um, um, Will and Will and uh, Tim. Shared a bed in Leipzig, so they obviously love each other. We shared a room in Leipzig. Really? I thought yeah. it was beds. No, it was just filthy room There was about a, a bed.
1: there was a there was a bit of a, a cock up at the hotel, wasn't there? There, there, were, was. there weren't
0: enough twin rooms for all the journos.
1: Yes. So me, me and Will got the only twin room, and <laughs> the rest of Games Radar, Games Radar and Steam VG were sharing a bed. <laughs> uh, PSM three and. Um, Official Xbox were sharing a bed. Now was that's there, like, just weird. Is <laughs> there a conversation to see compatible? how many enemies they could get to sleep with each
2: other?
0: Yes. Uh, Imagine the
1: magazine Kissing offspring is, they would have. Uh, uh, yeah So, yes, that was fun. Also, official lots of. Lot, um, Leipzig marked the return of the Booth Babe because Booth Babes have been oh, banned.
0: Right. No, not in Germany they haven't.
1: From E3, They've but been. in Germany.
2: They never went away
1: Practically from encouraged. In
2: Germany, I mean, sex is compulsory. Yes. <laughs>
1: especially for selling uh, cooling systems. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, cooling that's, this is a weird yeah. thing, isn't
2: it, that Germany has the opposite censorship laws to America. America's really prudish about sex and you can't show, you know, a nipple on TV for fear of being arrested. And violence, they can have people being decapitated and blown up, ripped to shreds, beaten to death with blunt objects. Yeah. Germany, you can't show a shred of blood, but you can have fully naked women in a 16.
1: Uh, I was walking Excellent. past a... I think uh,
0: in, in a 16-rated... I thought you yeah. said, th- who
2: was <laughs> 16? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, imagine being a game developer and trying to create a game that has to be released in Germany and in America, and there's just nothing you can do. You just make two different games. really. make the settlers. Yeah, that's what they end up doing. Yeah. The settlers.
1: Um, yeah, so I was walking past Call of Masters stand, um, admiring their uh, their heat sinks, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just random woman, entirely naked, other than from a tiny layer of paint, just walked past. Who smiled? Hello, hello. I'm scared by you. <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell your girlfriend. Nah. What else happened at life? Anything else weird?
1: Um, no, that's about it. Okay. Good games, though. Uh, yes, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good games. A lot what, of about really the, what about the, the gamers?
0: We, we don't get to often meet our, uh, the real gamers. What are German gamers like?
1: Um, they're pretty similar to us. They just speak a different language. Okay. <laughs> Did you meet anybody who'd
0: come over from England uh, just to have a look around? Because in the last podcast... I demanded that people go and do this because I think it would be a great idea, a great few days away.
1: I met Will Porter from PC Zone. Well, you knew he was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was any, actually any, a campsite on, on, the, on site. For, uh, so there's like a proper kind of music, um, game and music festival going on. And there's like, you could go and get some, there's some like, tents and campsites and stuff, and you kind of sit there and have like an outdoor land party.
0: Were people really having an outdoor land party?
1: Yes. Tim's <laughs> 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 got his lying expression on at the
0: moment. <laughs> yeah. I I did actually hear that people did this They had their tents and they got yeah. the power supplies and car batteries and stuff. There was it definitely that outdoor
3: party. It's Mad Max the am party.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, really strange.
1: The weird thing is is that the, the convention center is just basically in the middle of nowhere. Um and surrounded by like quite an old abandoned military base where they had um a call of duty events kind of in this bit. Um but yeah, you know, so You just kind of you drive out there, and it's like these old kind of industrial buildings, kind of nothing else. And then suddenly this kind of glass dome that just appears out of nothing. It's quite exciting.
0: Hang on, I I missed the start of that. I was I was yawning, Um, not because I was bored. I'm tired.
1: Glass dome? What? Leipzig Convention Centre is entirely glass, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Not a dome. It's it's got dome-ish properties. It's like surprises. (laughs) It's like a load of boxes. No, is it the, the same place bit. as I went to there's, last year. The central bit is this kind of glass uh. cylinder.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of a.
1: And then okay. there's, there's a bunch of kind of yeah. boxes oh. off it.
0: It's quite it's quite an impressive place. I don't think it's going to be held in Leipzig next year. I think it's going to move to a, a I don't want to say a better city, but um, <laughs> a
2: better city. Basically, um, so well, Leipzig the, won't be in Leipzig. Correct. We're going to have to call it Games Convention. It's then. actually it's
0: actually Games Convention hyphen Germany. Yeah. it's
2: the correct name. It's not very snappy. I, know. I don't think people really know that, and I think if they change the city and call it Games Convention, it's going kind to, of like, the, yeah, all this yeah, kind possibly. of, this kudos that's built up and kind of the reputation and yeah, yeah. standing the, But the, the, the
0: problem is, I mean, the, the convention centre itself is fine, but Leipzig itself doesn't really have the infrastructure for this kind of thing. You know, it's, it's really difficult to get there, um, and there aren't enough hotels. And what is everything in German?
2: Is everything in German? <laughs> yes. At Leipzig, I mean, not the town Leipzig, but the event yeah. Leipzig. pretty much.
0: Um, yeah, but most games are in English when you think about it.
2: Yeah, but I'm just thinking like presentations and stuff. I think there was, was Mafia oh, right. Two. The trailer was shown only in German. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Well, so the, the the PC market in particular is is absolutely huge in Germany. Yeah. So it's understandable that it's that it's dominant, it, and I kind of like that. It's not a US centric show. It's it's more kind of it caters to the public. It caters to public tastes rather than what, what the American industry tells us we should be playing, which is can we talk about the, Korea, the games, really, rather than um, the yeah. games? Yes. yes. Um, which is what we went out there to see. Yes, of course. Go for it. Operation Flashpoint 2. Yeah. Does it actually look hooray? Yeah, it yeah. looks hooray. It's, does it Isn't look it? better than Armed Assault?
1: Yes, by a
0: considerable long shot.
2: Isn't it yes. weird how all these kind of evil sequels, where the real people who made the game have left and the publishers retain the rights and they're churning out, you know, the cash-in tie-in, are actually all looking really good? Brilliant. Far Cry Two. Far Cry is Two, for example, astonishingly yeah, good. It just looks amazing. Not only amazing, but really ambitious
3: and really yeah. brave and crazy. Almost and you get more to so um,
1: chisel bullets out of your own leg. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs>
3: well, I like the sound of as if you've been in a car accident, and you can just pop your shoulder back in. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so I've actually seen that in the video, and
0: it's just really gruesome. And and uh, Borderlands. Borderlands is a new gearbox shooter. Oh, with just, um, oh. cars and guns. Absolutely beautiful. That's, that's
1: more, it, Mad Max again, isn't it? So, so it's,
2: shooter is it kind of like a an RPG ish shooter, or is it? Yeah,
1: it's so. Um, what it is is you've got a big open deserty world, um, which is the planet that you're on, and it will randomise the missions that you get, that you can get and kind of pick up the enemy locations. And then pickups that appear as well. And the RPG elements are, um, you know, what armour can you find? Can you swap out this? Can you get this? What guns you find? Um, and their randomization system is just really well done. So it can, like every gun has... You can tell what a, what a gun is good for by what it looks like, but it will always look a little bit different from the rest of them.
2: Yeah, so it stuff like if it's got a really long barrel, you know it's accurate. and yes, It's got a really big exactly. clip, you know, it's got high ammo capacity. Yeah. And like if it's got fence or something, you know it's a high rate of fire.
1: Similarly with armour... Um, it just looks it is just a staggering and it's these
0: like, these are all 2008 what we're talking yeah. about so far i want to come back to what's going to be great in the last part of this year in a second but i've got a question i've just thought of this so gearbox previously have done brothers in arms obviously yes does does um, borderlands bear any comparison to brothers in arms because i'm thinking can you think of a developer who've done games that are completely wildly utterly different that don't have anything
2: Cave in Common off. with the oh. other ones. Um, Chris Taylor. Yeah. Gas powered, isn't it? He did. Um, he did um, subcom. Dungeon, Dungeon Siege and, Siege and Subcom. And yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm just thinking. That, I mean, there are some surprising similarities if you look at, for example, uh, Bethesda, Oblivion, Fallout Three. Completely different. Well, they're both settings, RPGs. but they do look and feel very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, in terms, just in terms of the way they play.
1: There is, there is a really relationship between Borderlands and Brothers in Arms, other than the developer. Um, yeah. Randy Pitchford has said a couple of times that his his company is interested in pushing first person shooters into different places. And Brothers in Arms mm. was a World War II thing, but it had this really interesting, really cool colour system and tactics system, which made it, in my opinion, much more interesting to play than the Medal of Honor games, because you had to think about what you're doing all the time. Well, Similarly, and what your
0: what your other squad was yeah, doing.
1: Exactly. Similarly, and Borderlands is quite different to what else is out there in terms of its kind of RPGishness, its open world, the um, the way you can explore it, and how it sets your missions. And it's taking a lot of the kind of properties of what made Diablo interesting into that game. So you know they they might not appear the same, but there's a similar thought patterns going in into mm-hmm. how they're being developed, which is to push push you into new places. Is Borderlands co-op? Yes, four player co-op. That's awesome.
2: I suppose and that's a good kind of good a similarity with Brothers in Arms, because yeah.
0: yeah, I suppose a good example of of a developer that does very different games is um, Irrational. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about them.
2: Um, Swap Four, Freedom Force, and Bioshock. Exactly, and Tribes <laughs> One after too. the other, pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tribes Vengeance. Tribes I, Vengeance. Vengeance. I think it was in there somewhere. Um, oh, brilliant games. They're all really good in really different ways too. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like some game some developers will do really different games and you can tell their strength is really in one thing and they're not that brilliant at the other thing. Exactly. Yeah, all okay. those games have yeah. like an absolute huge cult hardcore following who just absolutely love it.
0: I think that must be harder to do as a company overall. You know, you you, you develop you, you, you have a, you, you know, people develop within your company as a, uh, with specialisms, you know, you look at something like Bioware, you know, they have a real, they have a trademark, it's, you can tell it's a Bioware game, they work in certain ways. Um, but yes, I guess Irrational deserve a lot of kudos for producing games as as, as um, differentiated as Bioshock and Freedom yeah. Force. you want to
2: say things. like, well it could be the writer, because Ken Levine's a great writer and... Um Obviously, Freedom Force is really well written, and Bioshock's really well written, but then SWAT Four, <laughs> there's no mm. writing in that.
1: There's there's yeah. more than you think. Actually. There's
2: some story behind it,
3: but it's not. There's no dialogue. No, the yeah, barks that come that people come out with just tend to feel fairly real.
1: Yeah, and I think there's like, the scenarios of SWAT of SWAT Four um, are just amazing. There's um, there's one early level where you kind of uh, kind of busting into this cooperative of um, you know, crazy hippie cult people. And um, you kind of go down into the basement and discover these kind of... uh, It's a really dark room and there's there's kind of glowing stars on the ceiling. Um, But it's like a kid's bedroom, but there's just loads of like three or four little small graves... Just a really horrifying moment to kind of avoid there. And of
3: course, you got the uh, mass murderer's semi-detached house. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, where you go in and it's sort of a perfectly ordinary house, and then you go in. And into his mother's with his mother. His <laughs> <There's> mother's <laughs> there asking, you know, what the He's hell a you're good doing. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Great remember, shocker! The, mom, the mother, if I remember correctly, is one of the most resisting suspects yeah, in the she, entire she 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 is, game. Will not go down. You can <laughs> spray <laughs> her in the eyes. You, you can beat her. You can shoot her in the cap. She will not go down.
0: <laughs> okay, um, good. Happy all memories. right. Let's talk about what's going to be great in the remaining few months of this year, two thousand and seven. Crisis. Crisis is going to be great, isn't it? <laughs> we. It's <laughs> going it? to be great. I'm, I'm just thinking it's it's, it's kind of it's a little bit off the road because we've been very excited about you know Enemy Territory and all the orange box games, um, and you know UT and lots of other stuff coming out this year. But, I, I guess it's because I haven't, I haven't, you know, had a had a go on crisis lately, and it's
1: just there's been a f- very punch short video released through, sh- through a shed. That's the whole point of crisis. There's
2: been a very short video released um, just this month. Although well, it might not still be this month by the time we listen to this. Um, of the snowy section, which hasn't been shown mm. much before. And that's yeah. kind of what they're doing at the moment. That's what they're demoing to people. Yeah. And it looks absolutely incredible. Like, just really convincing snow and really convincing snowy terrain. Everything's kind of dirty and rocky and jagged and really sort of yeah. just convincing. And it shows him um, kind of stalking an alien. Now, my main concern about Crisis, is I don't think the AI is going to be very good. I think they've, they've made it to deal with a certain way of playing and it can't deal with other ways of playing. And if you run straight up to a soldier in the bits I've played, they don't react to it, they, can't, they won't shoot directly at you, they kind of think about it and move to cover and sort of just behave as they would if they're dealing with a really intelligent opponent. So if you act dumb in crisis, the enemies become dumb. Um, and in this video, it's an awesome video, and shows those really cool stuff, but you can tell the guy who's demoing it is trying to hide a flaw with the AI where he's invisible and he's stalking a flying alien flying aliens moving along, and it gets stuck on a rock, and it just keeps wiggling into this rock for a few seconds. And so he reveals himself and shoots it just to make sure no one notices that the,
0: the one of, alien's one of my stuck f- on a rock. One of my favourite game demos ever was at Leipzig last year, and uh, a, a guy was was demoing Crisis um, to me and a bunch of other journals, and, and he, said, um, he was saying to us, you can approach enemies in, in a variety of different ways. You know, you can you can stealth up on them. You can snipe them. You can you know you can try and flank them. You can pick them off. You can use your various weapons to to take them down. Um, and uh, you know you, you've you've got a lot of subtlety in in, in the way you do it. And so he turned around and started playing. Just ran up to them and shot them all in the face. <laughs> um, and everyone in the demo kind of looked at each other. and went, Yeah, you're not really showing us what you're talking about then.
2: Uh, I think Chris is going to be a bit of a mess. But um, in this demo. Um you see that bug with the AI and that's not very impressive but all is forgiven because after he shoots him he runs up to the alien and grabs him with one hand and then punches him with the other.
1: He <laughs> can <laughs> actually
0: hold on to aliens and just
2: keep beating them. So is Crisis going to be better than Bioshock? No. Um, well, not for me anyway.
0: No, I'm sure Craig Quite will prefer out. it so but it's so going to be...
1: Some of our listeners, this is going to sound like absolute heresy yeah. to kind of come out of this. Yeah.
2: Well, um, go to gamevideos.com and the latest video they've got up for Crisis is this winter one and okay. you'll see what I'm talking about. It's almost certainly just a little glitch they'll fix before the game comes out but it is a very... It's kind of a... A big and complicated game that's, I think, going to be quite messy when it comes out. There's going to be lots of circumstances that it can't quite deal with, and it's going to be a bit kind of shoddy around the edges. But it's going to be going to have loads of really cool stuff you can do in
3: it. Far Cry Two, on the other hand, is the same kind of thing, but it looks so solid even yeah. at this yeah. early stage. Oh, that's going to have mad. So that's going to be, be
1: cool. That's going to be out sooner than you think as well. It's not this year though. It's springish that next year. Yeah, really? Spring next
0: year. Yeah. Mm. What, uh, Quentin, What's your, um, what's the game you're most looking forward to uh, in the
3: rest of 2007? In the rest 2007? Yes, and you can't say Christ because Tom just did. My goodness. Well, there's just so much to choose from. I, uh...
1: <laughs> filling, filling. Yes, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Thinking and, mm, and... So, we'll come back. Um,
1: I'm looking forward to playing the new Company of Heroes expansion. Uh, just because I bloody love Company of Heroes. And apparently the British are amazing.
0: Oh, who, who was... Um, was it Kieran? Was, uh, Kieran was went out that? to see it for yeah. us.
1: Um, he just said that being able to dig trenches all the time, and just kind of hunker down as the British, and then eventually once you've kind of built up resources to ultra-wallop artillery, which kind of bombarding the entire Ultra-wallop. That's a technical term. <laughs> well,
0: I am, I am most looking forward to Bioshock, I know that came out in, in August, but um, I haven't played it yet, because I foolishly got stuck into bloody oblivion again. I went on holiday for two weeks, right, I didn't even see a computer for two weeks, and, um, and I just got to thinking... I really like Oblivion, I want to play it again. So I came back, and instead of playing Bioshock, which is sitting on my desk, instead of playing Medieval Two Kingdoms, I started playing Oblivion again, like a fool. Um, but I'm really enjoying it, it's great. But Bioshock is next to my list, so that's the one for Actually,
2: me. Actually, my revised answer is TF2. Because <laughs> it's out today, and it will be out for some time by the time you read this. I'm really looking forward to playing against actual people, because mm. I've been playing against you know, Valve employees and well, journalists who are playing people. it for the first time. And they're kind of two ends of the spectrum. I'm just looking forward to like playing against the actual public who've you know learned learned who the aren't
0: as good as you is the point
2: you're trying to make, and aren't terrible either. You know they're competent, but you can trick them with a spy, and sometimes you can't. Mm. And I just think with it. Um TF2 and Enemy Territory, we're moving into like, a bold new era of multiplayer stealth. That's true. Because both of them have a disguise yeah. um, option. Which really bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> but it's brilliant for the guy doing it. Oh, so you have to remember, every time driving, a spy stabs you in the back, it. imagine how much fun he's having. Every
0: time you, you stab me in the back, Tom, I'm going to come around the desk <laughs> in the
2: office and punch you in the face. <laughs> but the, the great thing, thing is, uh, TF2s, they've changed the way it works from TFC so that the spy can go invisible. Um, and it can't do it for very long, but it means he can get into the enemy base in disguise, and find a dark corner, decloak, and then come from the enemy base. So he's coming the right way, and he's much less suspicious. And in TFC, you had to basically run into the enemy base, so people would do the the classic running backwards thing. And in enemy territory, there is no invisible (laughs) thing. It's basically TFC standard um, disguise, which isn't as complicated and isn't as effective. But there are two different mitigating factors. One is, because we've had TFC, we know the tactics, and we can (laughs) just be a bit more... um, audacious with them. And two, there's friendly fire on by default. And that means yeah. people can't test or a spy by shooting in the leg because they'll kill their own people. The funniest, and
1: so, the funniest thing about um, uh, enemy territories um, uh, spy awareness thing is that you can tell people who is a spy, but you can only tell people you're a spy if you've, if you've been kind of taken as a spy so you have to say i'm a spy like that's really helpful when you next respawn
2: so, yeah because you, you <laughs> with your death cam you can watch the, the enemy covert ops guy coming up to your body and taking your your appearance yeah. and then you say oh look pentadact is a spy and then, of course as soon as you spawn everyone shoots you but if you're <laughs> when you're disguised as the enemy um running backwards is a bit suspicious to the people who who know that you can be in disguise and who have enough experience with the game to tell that but I found if you lie down and you look intently at the enemy, you look through the scope of the assault rifle or you know, just always point at the enemy and go into like, proper military kind of mode as if you were playing as the GDF or Strog, depending on who you disguise as. And if you're prone, people cannot believe you're a spy. They just think, he's lying down. Look how businesslike he looks. Look how professional. That guy's a fucking commando. He's winning the war for us. And so what I do is I, I lie down and then I crawl backwards to the base. <laughs>
0: So that it, takes about 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, I'm going so slowly that no one even notices I'm going backwards, but they think that guy's lying down, he's a commando. Yeah, well, that's... Um, and then you slowly, slowly get up when someone's facing the other way and kind of creep up to them, take out your knife, stab them, and then look around and see if anyone, anyone's noticed. And if they haven't, you get your gun out, lie back down, and pull back <laughs> down, <laughs> a bit further. But I had a, a terrible moment yesterday when um, I was in a really highly populated GDF base um, that was trying to take over, but there were too many people around the control point for me to hack it. Um, and I couldn't get anyone on their own because there were so many people spawning. Finally, I got one guy in a room on his own, backstabbed him really quickly and efficiently, and uh, got my weapon back out because if you keep your knife out, everyone knows you're a spy. Um, and as soon as the guy went down, a medic rushed back in, <laughs> resurrected him, and rushed back out. <laughs> and so I'm standing in a room with the guy I just backstabbed, and he's looking at me like... Awkward! Hatred in his eyes. <laughs> there is actually a voice command to its enormous credit in enemy territory that says, Awkward! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, um, good. So that's what we're excited about the rest of it. Oh, is anyone interested in Unreal Tournament? Yes, uh, enormously. uh, Unreal Tournament 3. Yes. It's going to be the best
2: year for multiplayer games ever.
0: Yeah, it's kind of. Do you think that that there's just going to be too much competition for it by the time that comes out? It's very different. If it comes out this year,
2: that's still not definite. Both of these games are team based and um, tactical, and although Unreal Tournament has this warfare mode that's kind of um, like that. The thing that always appeared to me under the tournament was just messing around and mm-hmm. I think it's a, a brilliant deathmatch game and an even better CTF game. Mm-hmm. And it's not very tactical. It's you know, if you're fast enough and you're dexterous enough, you don't need tactics, you can just avoid all fire and own everyone. And I'm just really looking forward to kind of the basically jumping around really gorgeous maps with really kind of glowy, sparkly weapons and blowing people up with really convincing gore.
1: But weirdly i never take the ut games online i always just play them
2: yeah well they, they found that didn't they that yeah. less than half of the people who play ut um sorry more than half the people who play ut have never been online with it never in their life not even tried it hmm. and so they've tried to make the single player campaign a lot better and i'm excited about that So you can also play the single player game campaign in co-op so you can just get a couple of people together yeah. and that will mm-hmm. be your team and you'll go through that, this yeah, kind of campaign that's, that's and, what we'll do yeah it'll be nice.
1: co-op is the future Really? Yes. yes, in
2: fact, we're, we're, and
0: multiplayer stuff. We're going to have a bit of a, a feature upcoming about uh, how awesome co-op games are. Right. Um, we we're kind of running out of time, guys. We need to we need to wrap up. Any other business that we need to? Um,
2: Has everybody the seen the Halo Three advert? Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Oh my god! Apparently, Martin is, is Robo Death Jesus.
2: Oh my god! I'll, I'll need to watch this. And it's just the most office. pretentious wank you have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> And about a guy called the Master Chief. That's his name. <laughs> it's well, no, his name is John One One Three or something. But oh god, he's Hello not King. a
1: character. He's I an do absolute... not believe. Crucify the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> on that Absolutely.
0: note, I think it's uh, sacrilegious. Sacri- yeah, sacri- sacrilegious. 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 Mm. It's mm. a mm. tasty. <laughs> Okay, Yeah, it's yeah. mm. something about pancakes and yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes and God. Good, excellent. Well, on that note, we'd better, um, we'd better wrap it up for this month. Um, yes, thank you very much for, for joining me, guys. Uh, thank you, Quinton. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Tom. Are we at an hour? Are we at an hour? Yeah. No, we're about 40 minutes. 40 minutes, that's excellent. Yeah. Because yeah. well, other podcasts tend to be like
1: an hour and a half to well, two hours. Well, the more
2: you that's keep that's rabbiting probably. on, the longer it's going to be. I'm so. trying to get it to an hour. I think an hour is probably the optimum. I
1: don't think so we can, uh, If I can just keep this monologue going. Bye, Tom. Going. <laughs> Uh, join our steam community and uh, tell your friends about the podcast so you can win things
0: thank you bye and it's goodbye from me I've been Ross Atherton your editor and I hope you'll join us next time bye bye
1: bye